Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Are You Having a Draft? My name is Bradley James and I am joined by Marcus Ellard. Also, just before we dive in with the next thing, this is the first one we've done in person with each other since like February. Wow. We've done, we, they've always been over Zoom. They have. I feel like even February, I wasn't in this country in February. We might, we might, the, this is the first one face to face this year. It actually might be. Yeah. Oh, really? Because I was, I, we were Zooming at different times and Yare and Melalu came to my work. Yes. And we were on Zoom and that was like in January or something. Yes. I have a feeling we must be talking about the start of the season was the last time. Towards sort of like October time maybe was the last time we were in the same room recording this that podcast together. is bonkers. Which only fits in perfectly with 2020 in general. There's lots to catch up on. If it hadn't have been for, if it wasn't for Zoom, we'd have a lot to catch up on. Wouldn't we just? It's the start of a new season, Marcus. Thank goodness. I, I'm really excited. I can't wait for it to kick off. There's a hell of a lot to cover, but we're going to simplify this. And we're going to give you, however many parts this becomes, the draft interviews. So on draft day, this was all the drafters being grilled about their tactics, about their thoughts, their feelings, their rivalries, their desires, their hopes and dreams for the draft. We were grilled about them before the draft, before any players were drafted, before anybody's hopes and dreams were dashed. We recorded our thoughts and feelings on the upcoming season. I'm really looking forward to hearing them. What's great about these, we know what we know now with Mm. the teams and all of that kind of stuff or how the draft went down yeah but we are hearing people before they knew I think it's brilliant that we're like acting as hindsight almost it's also the bit of the podcast that gets recorded that we don't really hear until we sort of listen to it like a podcast I've never listened to these before I really enjoyed that aspect of it last year when we were just listening to these interviews for the first time and I was like ooh People, people saying things about each other, um, which we're now privy to. Which I hadn't thought about, and now I'm a little bit nervous. You should be, Marcus. Oh, God. <laughs> You'll be fine. All right. Time to get on with the show. 
Oh, Bradley, I've got a question actually. Yeah. Are you having a draft? So, Marcus, let's get started. Can't wait. The suspense is killing me. There's something to notify, I suppose, our listeners about. Yeah. To introduce them to a man called Jose de Palma. Legend of the draft day. Yes. Took like a thousand photographs on the day. You're going to be seeing his work throughout social media for the rest of the season. He also doubled up and he became our parky, as it were. Parky. Now, you'll notice with Jose, he's not from around here. He's originally from Costa Rica. He's been in London for quite a few years now. And he uses a lot of English expressions, but they have a very American twang around them. I noticed that like he, he said mate quite a lot. Yes. Which obviously is an American, or with an American accent, you don't hear very often. So it's like, that's quite cool. <laughs> I, liked, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. He says it in a way that if, at first you're not sure if he's taking the mickey out of English people. And then you hear <laughs> it again, you're like, oh, it actually sort of sounds quite casual coming out of his mouth. And he, he's got quite a few of those. His take on nitty gritty is my favourite. I can't wait. (laughs) Well, the other thing about the other thing about him is so he's Costa Rican by way of Florida. Yes, he has a very positive energy. I think he has a very positive energy as a person in general. He just sort of brings that naturally. And there's a couple drafters who are, for different reasons, the antithesis of him. And it's interesting to see their energy match up. He had to step into the role of interviewer because we're going to have him and Luca do it. Yeah. Luca, or rather him and his brother Danny, the Barcelona brothers, didn't realise that there might be traffic in London, so they were late. I did wonder. Yeah, didn't take that into account. Well done, lads. So, <laughs> what that means is, because of the fact that they were late and we couldn't, we couldn't really wait any longer, we had to get started. Yeah. And so thankfully, Jose was there. Super Yeah, got us underway. So first up, Marcus, you'll remember this person. Me. It was indeed hey. you. Uh, so you had just the Jose experience at this stage. Yeah. Shall we have a listen to what you've got to say, mate? Come on, without further ado. Hello, good sir. How are you this afternoon? Well, well nice to see you. Thanks, nice to thanks see for being you. Here. You got a nice little colour on you with all the sun and the photo shooter. Love. Yeah, but, and also like... I feel like, because I'm doing catering, obviously, I've been running around up and down the stairs, making sure everything's in front of the barbecue, so it might just be that, but yeah. That nice little fire. But it does match the the uniform, (laughs) which is quite lovely. (laughs) You you. blend in quite nicely. So I have a a few questions for you, mate. First question being, uh, how confident are you with the new Legacy League format? That's a good question. I am quietly confident. I was like a big advocate of this. I think it's a great idea. And also I've got a few ideas of who to draft in in the legacy. But also I think some people, I don't know if quite aware of this, I think some people are going to draft legacy quite early on. But I'm not going to draft legacy for my first pick, definitely. So I'm going to have someone that I know is guaranteed points and then second or third it might be legacy. No, I'm feeling really confident about it. I like it. I've done my research and I've got a bunch of people highlighted for legacy purposes so let's see what happens alright so, so you feel very confident about winning you, you feel like this is this is your season uh, I don't know how confident I feel about winning this season but I feel confident about the legacy I feel confident that in, in the next few years I could be challenging I think 
this might answer a question later, but with like number 10 pick, I'm actually nervous about having number 10 as a pick. What is your tactic? Right, the specifics are I need to stay for the first two rounds, particularly, maybe even three, stay completely focused. Right. Because I'm going to watch every, sing- every single player that gets picked. I'm going to cross, I've got a list in my book, my draft book. I'm going to make sure that I cross off every single player that goes. Okay. Okay. So what that means, and I've got them in an order where they've got their points from last season and some facts and this, that, and the other about them, so that I can cross them off. So being 10th pick, for example, if Aubameyang goes first, which he should do, I'll cross him off the list. So when it comes to me, I'll have crossed off those first nine players and we'll be able to see how the next player that gets picked, the 10th player, the one I go for, performed last season against the other players that are still available. Does that make sense? No, no, yeah. So I'm using the previous season, which I think is even more key this year because the season finished so recently. And that's what I'm going to go for. So the first two or three, I need to stay completely focused to see who goes because I think there will be there will still be an absolute blinding player to be had at number 10 and I don't want to miss that player. Werner or Werner. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Werner, I think. Yeah, yeah. Werner. So Chelsea have just signed Werner. Now, yeah. I think he is going... He has the potential to have a blinding season, but he, that that is always a bit of a risk when you pick a new player right. because they need to adapt to the team, they need to adapt to the league. Is he going to start the first few games, etc., etc.? He could be amazing. I think he'll go top ten if he's available at ten. One hundred percent having him, but I think he could even go in the top five. So w- would he also be your secret uh, sort of pick? If there's a se- I don't know with this lot because I don't think anything's a secret because everyone like has <laughs> been basically like yeah. watching Sky Sports News and googling and stuff that, like. If there's a secret pick, oh, this depends on Leeds's defensive thing this year. But I think Dallas, Dallas, Dallas secret pick. All right, you heard it first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the uh, interesting, interesting yeah. questions. Who do you want in the later rounds? Harvey Barnes, I'd like to, in a later round. Again, I had him last year, Leicester City. I'd also like Dallas to be in a later round right. as well. Actually, yeah. funnily enough, be interesting to see how long Grealish stays around for. That's the thing. Later rounds, I want younger players to be available so that they can be legacy. Does that make yeah, sense? They, they make, yeah, yeah, that actually does make sense. There you go. Who, who would you like to win? Maybe? Win the draft? Yeah, win the draft. Apart from who, myself. Who would be the winner? This question hurts, I know. Who would you want to win? Andy O'Neill. Okay, Andy. why? Because I, I wanted him to win last year and I thought he was going to have a really good uh, season and I think he kind of, I think he was middle, around mid, mid-table. He's about ready to have a brilliant season. I like Andy a lot. He's a good guy. I like everyone, obviously. But he's a good guy. He stuck up for me in the Greenwood saga. I also, I'd like to see Andy do well because he supports Everton and there's a few Liverpool fans here. Okay. So I think that's like another thing that he could have over them. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And also, he's not won yet. So okay. okay. It's not, it'd be nice to have another new winner. I'm not yeah, ready to see someone win it twice. Because last season, there was, there was one, one winner. Uh, the person that won has never won before. Yeah, he'd yeah. never played before. So, so Nick... The champ has pound in the pot. Nick, the champ, hadn't even played before, so he like won on his rookie season. Oh man, that that, that must feel wonderful for to, to come in for and him. actually win. You know, right? <laughs> Not for someone who's been doing it for seven years. Yeah, exactly. All right, so a little bit uh, very similar question, but which drafter do you think will win? So you, we know which one you want to win. Which one do you think will? Win? I think Mantle. Mantle. Think Mantle. Why is that? I think Mantle because I feel like he's very prepared this year. I feel like last year people were saying he could win it the second time because he's always finished around about the top two. I think finishing out of the top two right. might have hurt him a little bit. He's like a secret assassin. He lives further away. like He lives up in Nottingham and stuff, does his thing. 
I think he's secretly plotting for a second win. Is there right? Yeah, and I think yeah. he's done a lot of work this year for it. So I think Mantle could win. It, oh, no, sorry. I think Mantle will win. That's the question. Okay, so that that is obviously uh, saying apart from you. you apart, think? Yeah, yeah, apart yeah. from me, apart from Andy, Mantle could win. Who will get the wooden spoon? I'm going to be really controversial because right, he, came go on, then. he came so close to winning this year. I think Melalu. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think maybe. Yeah, it'd be interesting to have someone that's so close to winning. Make... I, I was there the day they were watching when yes, sports yeah, bar, were, yeah. and his face at the very end, just knowing that he didn't win. Yeah, uh, it was priceless. It was very, very priceless. Um, and I'm not saying that I want him to, but that's my answer to that question. All right, who's who's your biggest rival? Now I think this is interesting. I think because I could like you know how like Bromit and Andy know each other really well. Pete and Pete and Bradley could say they're each other's rivals because they've known each other for like 30 years or whatever. 25 years or whatever it is for sort of mid-table finishing yeah. I know Brummett didn't have a very good last year last year but I think he's like I'd say a bit of a rival Brummett Brummett yeah I think Brummett knows a lot mm-hmm. about football he knows loads of facts he's got a memory that goes back like years and years and years and years and years and all that kind of stuff and I think like if he can put that into his team this year I think yeah I think that's how it. many times has Brummett uh, actually won he's not he's not he's not won it no okay. talk's a good talk alright <laughs> I see that. All right. So, what what interesting predictions are you making for the season? I think Phil will have a good season. I think Mantle will win. I think I'm really interested to see how the new ones get on. Jammer, for example, he's got first pick. He could have an amazing season, but I think and I love Jammer. But I think he's going to bottle his first pick. I spoke to him earlier, and I th- I don't think he's quite decided yet who he's going to have. And I think if it was me, I'd be going Abamyang, 100 percent Abamyang. I'd right. be going for that. It'd be interesting to see what he does. He said he's going to leave it up for there. He could either have a brilliant season or a shit season. But yeah, Phil will have a good season. Yeah. We, we heard it here first. I have a question for you. Yeah. You don't have to write any number down this year. You must be pleased about that, right? Very pleased about that. Yeah, I get, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because obviously they, um, because of the Greenwood thing, I'm particularly pleased about it. But I'm even more pleased about it because the numbers always stress me out anyway. So that's why this year I want to make a bit of a comeback and I want to basically I want to draft properly because you can because with the with the previous one writing the numbers down like you say on the board yeah obviously Greenwood I was obviously gutted about that in addition to that I think this year is a real test like last year you could have lost a player because you didn't have enough points this year it becomes I think it's more about the knowledge of the players the actual players yeah okay. do you see what I mean yeah yeah so yeah, I'm f- I am feeling a lot better about the lack of numbers. But I think Dutton will as well. Dutton fell foul to it last year as well with the actual drafting of it. All right. In terms of your listeners' support, what would you like them to uh, the listeners to to support your your team name? Remind I, me your team name again. Wedding Crashes Weddings. FC. All right. There yeah. you go. I want them to support me because a because they like my drafting style and they like the cut of my jib. I'm like a mid. I think I'm like a solid mid table. I suppose it's like when Leicester won the league. I'm not. Yes, Leicester were actually proper underdogs. But if a mid table team does well and finishes in the Champions League or wins, for the people that have supported them for years and years and years, they can finally feel that time to celebrate. So I think that's the thing with me. I'm not like a guaranteed winner. I don't think I'm guaranteed in the bottom either. So I'm kind of. It could be like a bit of a yo yo. It'll be exciting. If you follow me, it's going to be an exciting journey because. 
I could win or I could lose. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a wild ride, is it? That's, that's what you're it's, saying. Yeah, it's like yeah. a roller coaster. You did that with your hand, like a roller coaster. Yeah, well, the coaster, it's yeah. It's like a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, this year will be a roller coaster. So, so if you want to be a glory supporter, fine. Go for Mantle or someone like that or go for, you know, maybe Nick or whatever because he's uh, the champ because he's just won. But if you want a more of a roller coaster... Wedding crashes. If you want a twenty twenty roller coaster, <laughs> yes, like we haven't yeah. had already. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe that my team is like twenty twenty. <laughs> Hopefully with more ups than well, more ups. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Thank Amazing. you very much. Thank man. you. I would shake your hand, but obviously we're socially distancing. We're socially distancing. We're... He's excited, isn't he? <laughs> Bloody hell, Motorhead. <laughs> I think also it was a bit like. We were just sort of, I was doing the barbecue and stuff and then you went, right, oh, you, might as well, you, might, you might as well go upstairs. I wasn't ready for it at all. Whereas everyone else is like, they know someone else is in the room and it could be there next or they know it's next. Then I just went on there and I verbal diary for what felt like half an hour. <laughs> what do you think about that then? Well, I think thankfully the listeners will get an edited version of what we've just listened to. Yeah. Uh, you're feeling very confident though. I should point out this is pre-draft. We hadn't drafted any no. players at this point, but this is pre-draft. Did you get your legacy picks that you were just, you were talking about? I didn't get Barnes. I didn't get Grealish. I did get Dallas for Leeds. Yeah, that's the one I was going on about quite a lot. I got Greenwood, got, but I didn't think Greenwood was going to be available when I picked. Him. I think I picked him in second. He was the twenty-first pick. I did not think he. I I thought he'd go in the top fifteen. I thought he'd be first round pick. 100%. I think I probably had him down for that as yeah. well. I thought he was going to go earlier. Barnes went pick twenty eight. Anthony Martial went at pick eight. I could, I thought uh, that was that surprise. I mean, the speech that that surprised me that he went that early. Here's what I liked about that interview, Marcus. Is <laughs> critical analysis. At one point, you present the idea of staying focused for a whole two rounds. Like it's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's such a good day that you sort of just get. <laughs> Yeah, I I think that's fair enough. Uh, <laughs> listeners, just to point out, there are 16 rounds. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? You do know what I mean, because like, if you... <laughs> so for about 12% of the draft, Marcus is absolutely focused. I was 100% focused. And then you go, okay, well, like, for first pick, yeah, I was never going to miss Mane. I thought Yari was going to pick him up before me. So that focus that you managed to hold on to... Where you, Didn't need it, mate. You are ticking off the names. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I also had a lot of appreciation for the sheer joy of which you answered the question of who you thought was going to get the wooden spoon. <laughs> it's not because I want it. It's just... Melody! <laughs> I, just... I think it's going to be Melody! You know what? It's like when Leicester won the league, isn't it? Which I keep going on about. Which, obviously. yeah, yeah. Um, Six, and then we times. ended up, we ended up getting, we ended up getting rid of the manager about three months later. Those things happen. You have your ups and then you have your downs. Yeah, that's a little bit like the prediction you made, where he was like, "Yeah, I could win or I could lose." Get me on Sky Sports. It should get you what you would be better than half of the pundits. I was just fair. so excited. I, some things didn't even make sense. I was saying I was nervous about number ten, which I was really nervous about number ten. Yeah, it's so unpredictable because I didn't think Martial would go that early at all. I thought Mane would go earlier. I thought I can't believe Salah went at what five. We're going to have to put the draft board up on Instagram before this comes out yes. or as this comes out, yeah. so that people have context. We'll also have an episode regarding the actual drafting on the day, footage from the day Oof. itself. Let's just say there was one or two surprises. Yeah. And people who were in drafting positions that were later on who were maybe complaining about them, mantle. They suddenly found themselves in a position where they were like, oh my God, they're still 
some players I actually want at uh, my first round pick. That's something to look forward to, folks. When we listen back to podcasts, I will not be listening to my interview again. Chatted <laughs> <laughs> so much shit. <laughs> something else to look forward to is our next drafter. I mentioned before about having a juxtapositioning character or energy to Jose, and there's two people who fall into that bracket the most. Here's one of them, and that is Meds. Ah. Meds, lovely guy, doesn't have that kind of like American zest to him in the same way that Jose does, shall we say. He's an observer. He is an observer. So you're about to witness Meds encounter a charm hurricane, (laughs) smack him in the face, and do his best with it. That's right, well, I'm looking forward to it. Yo. Hello, good sir. There you go. Have a seat if there is some sanitizing, if you would like, you know, social distancing. Mm-hmm. How are you, good sir? Yeah, good. All good. All good. How you feeling today? I'm good, yeah. It's, it's a wonderful weather, I think. It's yeah. Perfect day for a Nice little barbecue. It's going to be great. Yeah, then we're all going to eat. Uh, are you excited about the pineapple? Which I think we still haven't gotten. Still haven't got there. Well, we're gonna get it eventually. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. you got my hopes up on the pineapple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a bit better material. We're, we're, we're gonna try to deliver it. So we're gonna try to do. Nice. All right, mate. Let's let's get into the gritty of this, and yep. I want you to be as specific as possible. Mm-hmm. All the deeds. I want all cool. the deeds. We just interrupt here because <laughs> what I love about that interaction that has absolutely nothing to do with the draft everything (laughs) it's just how Jose has warmed up Meds before he's got going talking about pineapple which Meds clearly likes I didn't realise Meds had such an appreciation for pineapple I've got to go on to the shop (laughs) yeah manages to throw in our first reference to needy greedy (laughs) I like to just get straight into the greedy (laughs) good And the mate, there's also a mate in there. There's a mate oh, in right there. Right then, mate, let's get to the gritty of this. This is why, this is why Jose was a good choice for this. Let's Without get, further ado. Let's get back to a bit more meds. First question for you, mate. How confident are you in this uh, new Legacy League format? And yeah. how confident do you feel about winning? Um, so, this new format of Legacy League is not going to help me out at all. Where is uh, it? Because as... Everybody knows my knowledge of football isn't the best. Okay. Uh, so the old format where somebody would offer up a player and you could bid for, I could quickly Google their stats and I could decide if I wanted to or not. This format, which was the original format as well, where you have to work out who you want and that's your player, not helpful for me at all. So, all right, so, so how confident are you about winning then? Is, is oh, that, no. no I'll, never, I'll never ever win. What I mean, you have to have a little bit of hope, right? Uh, my hope is just to not be in the catering zone. <laughs> if I do that, I'll be happy. All right, all right. Sounds like a plan. Sounds yeah. like a plan. And what what is your what is your tactic going to be? So my tactics. Uh, I think I'm gonna go. Uh, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna get a few youngsters in first up. Right. So I'm going to play a long game, and hopefully that's going to materialise uh, down the line, because that's my only hope. Maybe sneak in a big name, and then the standard get as many Welsh people in as possible, <laughs> because I've really heard of them. Oh, really? Is that yeah. right? Okay. That, that, make, that makes sense, so, actually. Yeah. So my tactics are kind of the same as every other year. Oh, is that right? Hit and hope. Okay. <laughs> or pick and hope. Pick and hope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that you know, we're talking about young players. Um, mm-hmm. 
who would your top three players be um, in terms? Would they be you know young players, or, or do you have someone in mind? Uh, so I've been eyeing up Mason Greenwood. Greenwood, um, yeah. So he's been reclassed as a midfielder. So that, and he's only eighteen, and he came good for Marcus last at the end of last year, mm-hmm. even though he he was an illegal transfer that he doesn't accept. So he's somebody that I'm thinking about. Then I think Timo Werner, which is only 24, new signing for Chelsea. He could be a, a long-term investment there. Don't know much about him, but they pay quite a lot of money for him, so it must be half-decent. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, I want to go David Brooks, but I think he is injured, so I might, might go... Harry Wilson, which I had Harry last Wilson. year. Yeah. All right, that's your third one. Yeah. All right. Because Makes I sense. know who he is. <laughs> Makes sense. That's as easy, yeah, as, yeah. As, easy as you can get. Mm-hmm. Who, who would you have as your secret pick? So I've had a few tips from my mates, and he's not on the game yet, I don't think, but I think I'll go Alan from Everton. Okay. Because somebody's told me that he could be pretty good. Okay. Uh, and I trust him. So we'll see. Uh, that one, but I don't know where he plays or anything. So we'll see if that has popped up. Uh, when we started, you said you didn't want to you know, finish in the catering zone. And yep. that's, that's because you know you finished uh, two seasons already in the catering zone. Uh, Do you miss it? No, I don't miss you it. Don't? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all? No, I can just relax today. There's no pressure of lugging all the food up from Cardiff, cooking, and so I just can sit in the garden, have a laugh. And yeah. All right. So, but so, I am at risk of losing my sponsors. That's right. The, that, that is the only issue that I have, have with my think, success at the moment. You do have to think about that. Yeah. It's very, very important. Mm-hmm. Now, let's let's get to the questions that I think are, are the the fun ones. Okay. Um, you know, in terms of the draft, who, who would you like to win? I like Matthew Melalu to win. Matthew, why is that? Just because he came so close last year. He's struggled like I have down the bottom of the table. He's a nice guy. We get along, and if yeah, I think he deserves it. In terms of who do you think will win? So I think Melalu's run last year was a fluke. So I don't think he's going to be up there again this year. I think it's going to be either Brummett or Mantle. I think they they had not the best of seasons, so I think they're going to be on it a bit more this year. And uh, who do you think will get the wooden spoon? I obviously hope it's not going to be me, um, <laughs> but high probability it could be, by reckon, because he's back in it this year and has got slightly more knowledge than me of football players, but not as much knowledge of the draft. I think Jammer is going to be holding the wooden spoon this time next okay. year. Interesting. And, and who do you think is your biggest rival? My biggest rival would yeah. be just to because I enjoyed our little battle last year pre-COVID, and it winds him up a treat. I think me and Bradley James are on par. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So okay. a little battle by there, and then yeah, and I think yeah maybe Marcus because it got close in the end, and he was kind of trying to throw me in the bus and put me in the catering zone this year, which failed on appeal, which I'm glad about. So I think yeah, three. So so Bradley or Marcus? Yeah. All right, nice little battle that one. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And and what interesting predictions uh, do you have for this season? Um, 
Uh, <laughs> well, the, the people said. This, is, like, this is unfortunately a very private thing. Um, I can't give out any information. My predictions are that Yare is going to continue to talk a lot of shit. Marcus will moan about things, and in terms of draft picks, somebody from Leeds will do well. Somebody from Leeds? Yeah. All right. There you go. That makes sense. <laughs> I haven't got you, a clue. You, 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 like, I just make you something. Yeah, so just very broad <laughs> And And one last question for you, mate. Why should listeners support? Your team, well, what's your, is catering, is, is your team name? Uh, so my team name is Budinagegin, uh, which okay. is uh, Kitchen Crusaders okay. in Welsh. So why should people support me? Yes, and, and, and how would you like them to show their, their support? They should support me because I'm, I have a lot of laugh, I enjoy the draft, I haven't got a clue what's going on, so I need as much support as possible to keep my morale up and keep me interested in the draft. So it's more of a support system yes, yeah. for you, you're right. Um, instead of actual, yeah, most, more of a support system would be good. Um, and How would you like them to show that support? Um, I'd like a few banners, send me lots of love on Instagram. Right. Um, I like chicken, so tubs of chi- five kilo chicken would be five great. Chicken. Yeah. Then depends how the day goes. Maybe a pot or two of pineapple to go on top. There you go. You heard about the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pineapple. Uh, We're gonna deliver, mate. We're gonna uh, deliver. Follow me. Follow Wales. All right. But then again, beautiful man. Thank you so much. That's how, how do you, how do you feel that, that went? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, enjoy that. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <laughs> like, you can absolutely tell why he's uh, meant as a fan's favourite. He just comes across so well. Right at the beginning, I was like, absolutely. I think he's just earnest. He's an honest guy in pretty much everything he does. That comes across as when he's then interviewed about his tactics. And he yeah. just goes, uh... And goes silent for a while and then makes them up on the spot. I love the fact that during... The, which I did not know he did this, but during when we had to bid for them in the draft, he would sit there and if a name came up, just Google their stats <laughs> yeah. to, see whether he wanted, to see whether he wanted to spend his money on them. Brilliant. His confidence goes as far as... He will say he will never ever win. <laughs> no, I want him to win. I'll tell you one thing actually, which might back that theory up. Desired player David Brooks. 
Not in the Premier League this season. There you go. He says really lovely things about Melalu. This was probably my favourite bit. And then he sticks in the knife and goes, yeah, it was bloody fluke last year, wasn't it? <laughs> really wanted to win, <laughs> but it was fluke. He's going to lose. <laughs> I also think Meds, he's probably knows how to get a bit of airtime by essentially targeting the two hosts of the podcast. Mate, what are your, what, what are your predictions? Yari will talk a lot of shit. Marcus will moan. <laughs> I'm not going to paper for them. <laughs> Great prediction from him. Someone from Leeds will do well. Anyone. It's not even <laughs> someone on the team. Like, just like... Just someone's gonna, some person from Leeds will do well at something. Yeah, it's going to make a really good hot pot or something. Love it. I'd be really interested to see how many other people reference people eight, people's ages as much as Meds did. Mason Greenwood, he's 18 years old, so he's got a long... Timo Werner, he's 24. Oh, so yeah, that's a good point. He, kept, yeah. he was giving the names and I was like, ah! Oh, so he has done a little bit yeah. of... Legacy research, yeah. I'd say specifically legacy yeah. research. He's well up for you sending him a bit of chicken and pineapple. Five kilos. Five kilos, just a five kilo just chicken. Five kilos. Just a five kilo. Send me a five kilo chicken, please, <laughs> to show me that you support me. Is there any other way of doing it? No. Absolutely not. No, it's the only way I'll... <laughs> it's the only way I'll know that you truly support me, meds, and... But, uh, Begebin, a.k.a. the Kitchen Crusaders. Need to work on my Welsh. Well, what about, uh, Timo Werner? Spent a lot of money on him, so he must be half decent. <laughs> <laughs> got to be half decent. He's got a point. Absolutely. He has got a point. That was Meds. Love it. Like you say, I think in his own kind of way, a bit of a fan favourite continued. I think people were pleased he managed to evade the catering zone last season. I think they'll be hoping for that next season. Mm. He's like, in that, he's like that team is always just fighting to avoid the relegation zone. We're talking a Crystal Palace. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crystal Palace get to the end of the season and provided they're safe, they yeah. can sort of breathe a sigh of relief and go, right. Everyone in South London's happy. Yeah. I would say Meds maybe is the Crystal Palace. Because yeah. Crystal Palace are quite a liked team by people who are not Brighton fans. The strangest style being football, but best kit in the league. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd, I think it's them, Wolves and Fulham. Interesting. Yeah, they're the three best kits in the yeah. league this season. And Thristle. Arsenal, unfortunately, are not top of that list far from it but it's alright Adidas don't want my money are you not even going to get it no wow no it's a very bad kit it's a below par kit it's not yeah. a very bad kit it's just a below average kit doesn't make the cut not to get into my wardrobe <laughs> okay who have we got next we have got a fellow Arsenal fan actually and a newbie we're about to hear from Daniel Mutlow. Ooh, this is exciting. If you had to pick one person to win, who would you like to win? Well, famously on the podcast, um, I, I I came on as a cameo last year and did like a big rousing speech for Matthew Melalu just towards the end of last season. <laughs> right. And that was a sort of slightly satirical kind of rallying call for people to get behind him because there was a real close race between him and Nick who eventually then did win it. I think his uh, ship has sailed. Um, oh, so okay. I think he, you know, as Bradley Bradley said on the podcast, actually, if it was going to happen for Matthew, I think it was going to happen. It was then, like that season. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't want Wolf to win, but I know it would mean a lot to him. He wouldn't show it, but it would mean a hell of a lot, Jonathan. So, so in terms of who would you like to win and and who would actually win? So you say Wolf will probably. I think Wolf, Wolf will be up there. I think you've got like I think Bradley will be up there because he's 
you've got to realise with Bradley, right, he's designed this system, so it's been in his head more than everyone else. So when he's designing the system, he's also got the advantage of thinking about what would work within that system. So he's had the advantage of thought and time over a long period of time. But you can also argue that you see the system from the outside, thereby you can see the loops. Yeah, you can that's see true. things uh, in that's, a different way. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true, definitely. But I think Bradley's clearly got a very, very clear strategy. Yeah. If it works, then he's going to be in the top three, definitely. I think Jammer. You would like him to win? I would like yeah. him, I'd like to see him when he's got first pick. You know, he seems pretty nervous today. I think he's like, he's yeah. quite kind of like a jovial character. Right. He, he brings people together. And you know he's always been very friendly to me, so okay. he's a very warm person. And so, like, I, I think I feel like if I was gonna, if I was gonna at this point say somebody to win it, yeah, give it to Jammer. All right, here's a controversial question. Oh, who do you think is gonna get the wooden spoon? Well, there's some obvious candidates. Okay, go on. I think Matthew Melalu would be an obvious candidate. Oh wow. Okay. I think well, I actually I think Mantle, the other Daniel and Phil. Mm-hmm. I think those three positions are. The hardest positions in terms of drafting a team so we would all be candidates just based on that just the, literally the luck of the draw about who was well, I think Phil's probably a bit of a candidate he's gone for a bit of a wildfire right, right. Uh, strategy where he's thrown away a few top picks right. he's kind of gone down a little bit of a similar line as Bradley but I feel it's not as as much of a, a honed strategy as Bradley okay. so I think it could backfire so I mean Phil uh, Phil Melalu Possibly meds, but he's got a decent pick. Actually, he's number two, I think. So um, you had to pick one. Uh, let's go, Phil. Phil, and uh, it, you're yet to complete a, a season. Correct. Are you likely to walk out halfway through this interview? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, well, it depends how if like my freedom of movement is restricted, <laughs> or uh, like if there's some sort of system or framework which allows me to only have a sip of water at a particular time, or maybe I get fined for saying a certain amount of words in this answer. Right. Um, but which yeah. probably you will. Yeah, 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 which likely will happen. No, I think. Look, I've got to do a little speech later kind of alluding to the fact that maybe like a kind of both a sort of how I am here but also say like a kind of maybe like a reintegration back into the draft I guess from right. from from six or seven years ago and I think it's a time of the life thing and I think it's also a bit of like a letting go of certain certain things and just accepting it for what it is yeah and then embracing it right so yeah, I think you're you going to get the most fun out of it if you just embrace it for what it is and that's no, the attitude to have absolutely yeah, yeah. and and who, who's who's your biggest rival Depending on how things go, I would say I would probably I'm going to be shooting for like aiming for the top three, and I think you're going to have pe- you're gonna, you know you're going to have people like Bradley, Pete. You're going to have people like Jonathan Wolf. You're going to have maybe people like Bromit potentially. Um, but if if you had to pick one that one, that rival. one rival that you go man like that's that's going to be a tough one. Who would it be? Marcus? Not Marcus. I think if you were to finish ahead of... I think if you're going to finish... I think this year, if you finish ahead of Bradley, you're going to be doing quite well. Ahead uh, of uh, Bradley? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Going back to so your supporters, why, why should listeners support your team um, and how would you like them to show it? That show their support. A, that's an interesting question. I haven't really thought about it like that. But, um, that's I what guess, we ask it in the show, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess maybe goes back to that kind of like, look... I think I'm uh, I'm not afraid to throw about a little bit of controversy. Right. I'm, I'm, afra- I'm not afraid to kind of like make bold 
um, impulsive choices, and these are the sort of things that you know people can hang a narrative on, people can hang a character on. I'm right. not going to be grey. I'm not going to be bland in a kind of m increasingly binary world. I'm going to go one or two ways, and I think I am the marmite of the draft. I think I possibly could you're the be. wild card. If I'm you the will. wild card. I think I I think it could go one or two ways, but I'm certainly somebody who likes to live by extremes, and I think people could love or hate me. Uh, and I think like that sort of character is the best sort of character because you're gonna provoke some sort of reaction either yeah. way, bad or good. Uh, and I'd much prefer to be in that category than okay. a, a kind of flatline. And how would you like the supporters to show their their love? Well, I think that they should abuse the other players as much as they can. Abuse, you're going straight <laughs> <Yeah>. to abuse. <laughs> mean so comments. I, yeah, I feel like mean comments. Um, is there like, a specific emoji that you want? to be sent for all the other drafters as, as that abuse that you speak of? Oh, uh, well, it's hard because I can only, I feel like there's like <laughs> levels on which I can speak about people, right? Because I know people on very different personal yeah, levels. Yeah. But I mean, Phil's Scottish and so, you know, any any talk of like Scotland's pretty rubbish and England's better right. than Scotland. Ah, uh, okay. Um, that's so so you are, you're very true to the word that you are very controversial. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Scotland's a shithole. Um, <laughs> and uh, I feel like you know, but I mean, Brad's a very sensitive person. He, you know, his, you know, his his emotions. Even though he's, it's like his skin actually is kind of like armor. But I feel like his emotions are very close to the inner surface of that armor. And so very I think easy to, to yeah. Do. Okay. I feel like so. Like I feel like that armor can be penetrated easily. And, right. and you know, you could throw him off center. He he often doesn't give the pretense of being thrown off center. He's a very stable character but I think he I would ask all my fans to kind of join me in this kind of controversial position to right. kind of really try and throw our commissioner off center there you go that is the what we're gonna do what we want your fans to do <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much mate that cheers, was man. absolutely wonderful cheers man Daniel Mutlow revealing the soft center to my tough <laughs> manly exterior and I think endeared himself to every Scottish listener that we have I'm not even going to repeat it in case I, in case I get lumped into that category who's your rival mate is it Marcus it's not Marcus not Marcus fucking <laughs> <laughs> text him straight away no, I, you know what I need your reaction when he text him I thought no I'm going to listen to the rest of this because then he seemed to go in on everyone else anyway yeah wow he's, he's such a fun la he's like a laugh isn't he Daniel? he's got a very infectious laugh he's got a very infectious yeah personality you sort of get on board and enjoy his company very quickly but he's gonna be a troublemaker he is by he the is sounds of it. he's already he's suggested that i have designed the matrix i think that as well i think you've designed the game and you and you've played you, your design very well you think i've done it in my in my favor <laughs> no i think that i think that obviously you set the rules so when you so you're having to explain the rules it's like right guys we're gonna play we're gonna i'm gonna play this great game or oh, what is it oh no no i'll tell i'll tell you on the day what <laughs> What was that about Med saying that Marcus was going to moan this season? His prediction has already oh, come true. Oh, because you know it's true. You might have to rumble to you in interview number three. The Marmite of the draft. Oh, mate. How do you think fans are going to take him? I think fans are going to really like him. Also, because the thing is, he, he, is, he says lovely things and like he's mischievous. He, the, the, the naughty things he's saying are 
designed deliberately to wind people up. All those lovely things he said about Jammer right at the beginning, all his answers were really considered as well. Yeah. So even his sort of, even if he's going to wind up, it's going to be a considered wind up to get maximum effect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm noticing a pattern where people are laying into you and I as if they know that the reaction is then going to be caught for the sake of the podcast. Yeah. Or do we just, are we just the two targets maybe, that everyone wants to go for anyway? Maybe also because we talk about them yeah true all the time this is their chance and we get we get away quite lightly because we're in the same room as each other yeah. oh yeah you're doing well this week <laughs> everyone else gets it that's good though I get it I'm, I'm glad I've only had the I'm, I was about to say I've only had the listening to Meds and Mutlow which is basically basically two thirds of people yes. listen to do you have you seen the movie Steve Jobs Michael Fassbender no I've not basically each time he does a press launch somebody a bunch of people in his life come at him and give him abuse about something and he points this out towards the end he's like every time I do a bloody press launch people just come out the woodwork and start laying into me <laughs> and that is essentially what's happened here Marcus yeah, <laughs> yeah. moving on Lucas finally decided to show up by this point. Oh, that's good. Certainly don't immediately become aware of it. He just pops up. So if you're suddenly confused as to where this new voice has come from... It's Luca. It's Luca. He's finally got through London traffic. This new thing that only happened <laughs> in one day. He was like, oh, London traffic. So he's only missed, what, three of them? Three interviews, that's not too bad. Parkinson, I'm sure, missed one or two in his day. Let's... Get on with listening to what Andy O'Neill, manager of Lady Online, has to say. Looking forward to it. How are you? Good, how are you? How are you? Can you, uh, do you mind closing the door real quick? Yeah. And here is some hand sanitizer, 75% alcohol cleansing. Very good. There for you to stay safe. Thank Please have a, a, a seat. Okay. How are you? How you been so far? Very well. Really enjoying the day. Yeah? All's well. My friend, we're going to start... The questions. Are you nervous? No. You see, no? No. Okay, look, cool. Yeah, excited. All right. We are going to have the famous Andy. I want to stop it at this point. Does it seem to you as though he's Andy's number one fan? Uh, maybe. He's like, are you nervous, Andy? He's like, no. No, I'm not. I'm not. You, you <laughs> seem to be. Yeah. It's like, would you like hand sanitizer? And, uh, how, 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 how are you, mate? Um, oh, it's the famous Andy. I've never known You're him. You're the famous Andy. Never known him to be called the famous Andy, but I think it's very endearing that Jose is starstruck. How are you? Good, Great. sir? Yeah? yeah, good, thank you. I really enjoy the gloves in the photo shoot. I thought that was a really nice touch. Very, You pay attention to detail, which I, I find that very delightful. <laughs> Taking off to eat a hamburger downstairs. But well, yeah. why would you? Yeah. All right, buddy, um, um, I have a few questions for you. All right, but we're, the first question we're going to uh, ask you is how confident are you in this new Legacy League format? Not at all confident. Why is that? I'm last pick, and that is the worst possible situation. I, and I know it's the worst possible situation because I've offered more or less everybody the chance to trade and they've all turned me down. So that being last pick means that everybody will have at least one player that's better than any of my players. So in previous years, I've been confident. I fancied my chances, but not this year. I think it would be quite a long shot to win it from last place. It's like starting at the back of the grid in Formula 1. It's possible, but it's a long it's shot. It's possible, but it's a, it's a little bit harder than, than mm. usual. Well, nobody ever saw Leicester winning the Premier League, so... You never know. You never, you, you never know what can happen, mate. That and I'm playing to win. That I'm, I'm here to win today. I'm going to be drafting aggressively for the players that I want, and uh, hopefully that'll be enough. And is that your tactic? Is that? Yeah, I have to sort of. I'm not going to have a superstar the way that the other drafters are going to have. So I'm going to have to trust that I've got better picks, eleven and twelve and thirteen. I'm going to have to go for strength and depth. 
So that's meant like a bit of extra research to work out who is going to be left back for Wolves or whatever it might be, you know, so that I've got I've got more knowledge than them when it comes to the bottom picks because they're going to have a stronger first pick than me. Talking about that research, uh, has your research given you a top three players for your draft? Your, oh, for your, me? Yeah, for well, I, my, one of the guiding principles that I base all my drafting on is no Liverpool place. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no Liverpool players. I'm a big Everton fan and right. I can't bring myself to have any Liverpool players. So that only leaves three. That only leaves with Bamiyang, Sterling and, and De Bruyne. So I'd, I mean, if any of those end up with me, brilliant. But I think more likely I'm going to end up with somebody like Jamie Vardy. I expect that he'll be overlooked in the first round and I'll get him as a first round pick. And then given that he's old and the legacy format means that my second pick, which is straight away next, I've got 15 and 16, should be a younger player and should be a midfielder. So I'm probably going to go for Vardy if he's still available and go for a younger midfielder as my second pick. I'm not sure who. Let's let's see who's left. Okay, in, in terms of your later round... I'm not going to worry too much about it. I think it's possible to overthink the implications of legacy format, and so I'm going to just keep it relatively simple, just think this season and you know maybe next. I mean, when you get down to picks like your fifth defender or your fifth midfielder, I think you've got two choices. Either bear in mind the legacy implication and go for a younger one, or more likely, I think, is just go very short term. I think, well, I'm probably going to transfer this player several times before the season ends, so just get who's got good fixtures in the next few weeks. Right. So my research is focused on that, who's got easy fixtures okay. for the first few weeks. Right. And who would, you, uh, who would you want to win? If it wasn't me, who would yeah. I like to win the whole thing? Well, Matt Bromett is a good mate of mine. It would delight and pain me if he won. So I'm slightly torn on that one. Mantor, I like him as a person. I think he's a really good drafter, and he would be the first person to win it twice. So that would be that would be pretty cool. I'd like that. Let's bring Brummett back okay. because uh, Brummett has said that uh, Tuffy Nose will never win the draft. <laughs> How do, what's your reaction to that? Um, but that's based on nothing. That's <laughs> based on nothing. I normally finish ahead of him. I think I fancy my chances to do it again this season. I think he doesn't know what he's talking about. And how, how have you uh, managed to be so under the radar when it comes to your trading? Because they're pretty fair trades. I think, I, I think I've got an unfair reputation as someone who um, sharks people into trades and, and manipulates. I don't think that's quite accurate. And I think last season, Marcus prospered more than I did out of that trade. So he got the upper hand. Um, I don't know. I try to offer people a fair deal. And you know, some people interpret it one way and some interpret it another way. Okay. I like trades. I think they're fun. I think we should, you know, trade is, is fun. And uh, I'm always keen to negotiate a trade. So um, would you say Bromit is your biggest enemy this season? Yeah, he's my, yeah, he, yeah, I'd like to finish ahead your of best him. Best friend, but your biggest he's enemy. He's a good mate of mine. <laughs> he's a big Liverpool fan. He'll probably have a team full of Liverpool players. So right. for me to finish ahead of him means not only have I done better than him, but probably Liverpool haven't done that well. So I would take that scenario. Who do you think will get the win spoon? I think Yare will get the win spoon again. And okay. I think that because he's not here to represent himself, which okay. has got some downsides. Right. He's, a, he's a very sort of impulsive and emotionally led, well, person, but certainly drafter. And I think like if he has to sort of codify that, write it down, hand it to someone else... All sorts of things could go wrong. Right. So I think he will really miss out not being here today and the chance to draft in person, and that could lead to a second win spoon. Did you know his uh, caretaker manager does work for Sky Sports? Oh, <laughs> yeah. works for Soccer AM. I did not know that. So no. uh, yeah, you might he's be. in safe hands. Yeah.
I hope that he doesn't listen to any prep that Yara is giving him then. Uh, what would you say your prediction is for this season? For this season, in draft terms, I think we won't finish the season with the same 15 guys that are starting today. I think okay. some sort of drama will happen, okay. some sort of fallout, someone will lose interest. I think we'll have a different composition by the end of the season than we're starting with today. Normally, we get close to it. Like we, There are fallouts and tiffs and disagreements along the way. And as far as that's got so far is people virtually storming out of the WhatsApp group. I think we may see someone lead the league at some point in time. Do you think it could be you? No, it's unlikely to be me. I'm not... I think I'm slightly more balanced than some of these people. There's quite a few hotheads out there, and I don't okay. think I'm one of them. I mean, you're, you're, you're serene. You have so. this serene vibe to you, man. I think that's me. Yeah. And, and in terms of, of the, your support, your listeners, yeah. Um, why should you get support, and, and how would you like them to show it? Yeah, good point. I've not done anything spectacular over the last season to, to warrant a big fan base yet, and that's what I hope to bring now. So what one of my strategies for today is draft players that I like and I can get behind and stick with rather than, well, he may get slightly more points than him. I'd rather have a likeable team of fun players and hopefully that will that will be attractive to, to listeners and followers as well. People might think, oh yeah, that this collection of players are quite fun and you know score goals and that sort of thing and I'm going with that rather than, well, this person may get slightly more than that if I don't really like them. And in terms of how, how would you like them to show it? You want you well, want comments. You want you want share. How, how would you? Of like course, yeah. A, a good all of that comments and shares and things. But what I would like to reward them with is top game week videos. So I want to be the, the the character who's there celebrating, so that they've got some decent content that they can interact and react to. Fair enough. You're a man of the people, and we hope the best for you for this season. Thanks very much. Comments and shares and things. Andy O'Neill is one of the youngest of the drafters, and yet he is the oldest of the drafters, I think. He's the most yeah. dad-like. Pretty difficult for people to support him. doesn't have an Instagram. We need to get him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And then people that. can actually comment and like and share stuff that he... On his Instagram, perhaps. Let's not even do the small talk. He expects draft <laughs> drama. Like, I, w- I wanted to stop it straight away and just talk about that. Storming out, there's quite a few hot heads. He thinks there's gonna, he, he thinks there's gonna be a full on draft drama this year. I love it. I love how bold that prediction was. But literally, he didn't even come up for breath. It was like any predictions for the draft this year. Yes, we will finish with a different fifteen to we start with because somebody's gonna storm out. Yeah, we will lose somebody. All these hot heads in the group. I mean, this is why he loves Mantle. Loves Mantle. I seem to remember last year he was asked, "Who would you like to win the draft?" Yeah. Now, a lot of people have an issue with the idea of somebody winning two times. I don't want to win. I, you're sitting right in front of me. I'd hate it if you yeah. <laughs> I don't want somebody to win it yeah. two times. It, almost to the point of I don't want myself to win it. Well, you jeopardised your team times. last year. <laughs> your <laughs> you won't be doing it again this year. Yeah, which is how, how much I support the idea that we keep getting new winners. Yeah. Andy is like, oh, Mantle's nice. Yeah. I hope that'd be nice if be super great if Mantle wins it again another observer isn't it I think like he says he's quite level headed he's obviously watching it from thing from afar he has very strong opinions about Liverpool obviously which we hit which we heard then understandably so yeah big big Evie fan big Everton fan but he also he also said he's not confident this year I remember distinctly him saying last year I'm very confident very confident so you're saying that him saying the reverse is actually a bit of a worry yeah, but he's trying to downplay it. He is trying to downplay it, but also what what he didn't realise at this point in the game is that his first two picks 
contrary to what he thought, are actually very. He's got two very. Oh, good, yeah. He's got two very good players for his first two picks. So he must be jumping for joy. If Andy now could talk to that Andy, I'd, I'd love to know what he said. I know it. No, it break the. I know it would be. Uh, what's it called in Back to the Future where you can't interrupt the the, the space <laughs> stuff. But like, if the he space was, time continues, space time continues, you can't mess with it. I'd look, but I bet. I bet yeah, you know what, mate. It's all going to be fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. Also, he's there, I think at the beginning he said he knows it's a bad pick because nobody will trade with him. The reason no one will trade with him is because I'm pretty sure the trades he's offered out there would have been pretty horrendous. He offered me a trade. Oh yeah? What was it? Hello mate, I'm wondering what I can do to prize pick 10 off you. Okay, interesting. How about I offer picks 15 and 45 for your... 10 and 51. He was going to offer you 15 and 45. Yeah. For 10 and 51. No, that's absolutely daft. There you go. So I did the right thing by not doing that. G- massively. Yeah. Massively. That's what I mean. He said, I th- and I went, I think p- picks 15 and 16 could do you very well. Which they have done. And I sent that on Sunday, Sunday the 30th of August. I sent that. I think he was thinking more about pick 15 and not so much about pick 16. Yeah. Because to put it in perspective, listeners, if you had pick number one, your second pick wasn't anywhere near pick 16. It was pick 30. Yeah. And Andy has got two players. One who I think he probably didn't think was going to fall to him. And then another who I would have loved to have in my team because I think he's a yeah. brilliant player. Come the end of the draft, as you said, if he could go back in time. But don't worry about it. Mate. Yeah. But I'd just like to flag up that I said I'd like to, again, I said I'd like to see Andy win the league. Did not return the favour. Just no, because no, he loves Mantle too much. <laughs> he absolutely loves Mantle. Not as much as Jose loves Andy. I think. Oh, love the gloves, mate. Love yes, you've got very serene vibes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get a room, you two. <laughs> they had one. <laughs> yeah, literally. They had one. They had one all to themselves. <laughs> That wraps up part one of the pre-draft interviews, Marcus. You enjoyed them so far? So far, so good. I am really enjoying it and looking forward to the rest. You and I seem to be taking the biggest roasting so far. I have been mentioned in all of them and not favourably. <laughs> <laughs> in any. <laughs> Don't worry, mate. There's still mine to come. <laughs> Thank you. As I say, that's the end of part one. Part two should be coming out soon. I suppose it doesn't really matter what order you listen to these two in part two coming soon draft safe This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 